I feel like I haven't done anything to even um, warrant small talk at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> I've just been working and sleeping. Working and sleeping? Yeah, yeah pretty know, much. Right? So forgive the low energy if we have it, people. But welcome to episode 21 of Soccer Situations. It's a soccer culture podcast. For the moment, well, let, let's introduce ourselves. That's right. People, we might be picking up new listeners. You never know. That's true. Got to be optimistic. Yeah. I think, uh, anyway, I'm Todd. And I'm Alex. I'm a little spacey today. Yeah, I had a pretty relaxing day, to be honest. I don't have a good excuse, but I did take a late afternoon nap, and I'm still kind of recovering from that. So it's yeah. not about me right now, Alex. We need, we need an even more urgent safety and wellness check on Arsenal fans this week. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I, I got to say, Arsenal fans as a whole, it's a very mixed bag of uh, emotions going on, I feel like. I feel like there's a lot of frustrations, mm-hmm. and then there's a lot of fans that are just like, you know, we're enjoying the ride, this is fine. Sure. Um, which is probably a coping mechanism right now for yeah. the way things are going. But, uh, yeah, I don't. I still don't know how to feel after that result. It was pretty shocking. Right, because you had the really inspirational comeback almost to kind of give you complex feelings. So exactly. you couldn't have pure rage. Yeah, if we would have lost that 3-1, I just would have been straight up depressed. Yeah, it's funny. Um, I didn't get to watch the last 20 minutes or so with Alex. No, the last half an hour, I think. Yeah. Uh, I had to head off to work. Um and I, I was, you know, I was a little worried to leave you behind. I didn't know how it was going to go. It was, it was pretty dark. Three at the one. Time. It was no. It was two one at the time. <laughs> two one at the time. They scored a third. I got to work and was able to watch the rest of it um, without sound on a TV at work. Um, and they scored a third soon after I sat down to watch yeah, that. Yeah, sixty sixth minute. They take the three one lead. Um, but yeah, then Arsenal. It took them a little while to get through. North, like north of the wrong side of the eightieth minute. I feel like before they got moving. Eighty eighth minute. They was got it. the goal. <laughs> that sparked it, and it was like, I mean, yeah, that goal needed to come probably about 10 minutes earlier than it did. Yeah. If we could have gotten it by the 75th, I think we would have had a chance of squeaking out a win there. Yeah, the win was coming. It's undeniable. Yeah, the time just ran out, unfortunately, especially with the way, um, you know, there was a lot of time wasting. There was a lot of injuries. There's just a lot of like slow play. Yeah. Um. So I was hoping for. I mean, we got eight minutes, so I guess I can't complain too much. But right. Uh, I was hoping for a little, a couple more minutes of added time to get that extra goal. Yeah. Let's uh, let's bring up the theme and we'll come back to it. All right. finished out the game at work and I was really disappointed by a couple of local Liverpool fans sitting at the bar in there. These nerds were uh, cheering Southampton. What? And uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's madness. They, they hear me cheering for Arsenal and they turn around. Are you a gunner? And I'm like, no, nah, I'm a Liverpool guy, but uh, you know, I'm rooting for Arsenal here. And they're like, oh, we want Arsenal to feel the same suffering we felt. I'm like, so salty. What? I'm like, come on, man. You want Manchester City to win? I'm like, it's so boring if Manchester City wins again. Like, yeah. and what? It's been a long time since Arsenal won it. That's the other thing. That's it's the like, other thing. It's like it's, a, it's not like we've been dominating. And yeah, there's a reason to hate us right now. Right. 
It hasn't been a bounty of trophies at Arsenal in the past decade. No, and obviously this isn't quite like the Leicester story because obviously Arsenal are a big club right. and have spent a lot of money. Yeah. But this is an underdog story Definitely. against the Giant. And Liverpool was too the, for the past five seasons in yeah. a row. Um, and back then, I was really mad when people weren't weren't rooting when neutrals weren't pulling for Liverpool. I, yeah, like, I also well, couldn't believe that either. City to win the clear villain. They're Iceland from Mighty Ducks too, man. Yeah, they're and, the enemy. And now I'm seeing it from a different angle. Yeah, people pulling the same shit against. It's like I don't know. It's crazy. I guess I just have a different moral base than some people. But I don't see how you pull for Manchester City to win if you're not specifically a Man City fan. Yeah, I don't get the, it. the club that can spend the most money out of everybody has spent the most money mm-hmm. and has just like dominated the game seemingly possibly unfairly yeah. for the past decade. And that's just, it is. I think it's a lot of new fans that a like don't really know how irrelevant man city used to be Yeah, and b um, they don't tie morality and politics into sport. Yeah. Like my, like, uh, like we more do obsessive times. people do. I think politics and obviously as, you know, hosting this podcast, I think it's obvious that we think politics and culture and everything are intrinsically mixed into the game. Yeah. That's why we love it so much, and that's why we do this. But I think some people are just taking it on the surface as a fun sport to watch. Yeah. And I guess... More casual fan. I guess that's fine, but I'm I'm still offended when people pull for Man City. Yeah, yeah, because that one seems almost glaringly obvious that that's the enemy, unless you're there. Right, a fan of that team. Yeah, but you know, people yeah. are going to be salty no matter what if their team's not winning. I guess. Yeah, but we don't need to be too salty about Man City. Um, I mean, the game was an entertaining game. You can't, you can't, you know, say anything other than that. Like, yeah, the way it shook out was honestly, yeah, a complete emotional roller coaster. Um, I was just in shock when the final whistle went. Right. And I was like, I can't believe because we also during that time, I think hit the crossbar. Nelson had one just go inches wide of the post. Um, So we all all, we almost won it. And then frustratingly enough, Partey, who's been so good for us and uh, is the reason where we are, we are where we are just takes the most frustrating yeah. shot of all time. Just that you're and screaming at him as he runs up to it. Right. With the last kick of the game, just everybody forward, tons of passes on to out wide to get the ball in the box. Yeah. And he just takes a terribly timed shot way <laughs> over the bar. Yeah, it was and frustrating. And the whistle goes, and it's just like, oh. It's excruciating, isn't That's it? That's not how you want it to end. No. If they had had another good chance and then it ended, it would have even felt a little better, I think. Right. Like if we had a good play going and it went in the box and the keeper made a save or the last clearance and it goes out, then it's like, okay. Yeah. But to have that just sail over the net <laughs> yeah, with no, just like, oh. It wasn't a good hit. Oh, the deflation of that ball going over the net was just <laughs> brutal. Yeah, that's tough. But I'm going to take it as a silver lining because – now there's no plan for a draw on Wednesday. It's true. Arsenal have to go to City and they have to play. They have to, to go win. for they have to go for they the throw. And um, you know, again, if we're talking from a neutral's perspective, obviously I'm not completely neutral in this case, but you know, this title is as tight as it gets now. Yeah, this is as tight as it gets. I mean, it's no longer fully in Arsenal's hands. They have to do a job at City to to get this back on their side. And that's going to be, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. Also, a little cheery fun note for Arsenal fans. Yes. 
St. Tatterinum's Day. Yes. Happened. It was a little a little overshadowed by some disappointment, but Right. Um, do you want to explain it to people? Yes. So St. Tottenham's Day is the day in the season at which Tottenham can mathematically no longer finish above Arsenal and the table. <laughs> um, and to be fair to Tottenham fans, if we ever have any Tottenham fan listeners, because we, you know, shit on pretty often, uh, they have finished above us more often than not recent in recent history. Right. So this is actually a mon- monumental day, even though it felt so de- deflating the way the draw happened, but the point meant that we get to celebrate something. We might have a Tottenham fan listening. I don't know if comedian Nick Tenaglia is listening or if I just pronounced his name right, <laughs> but uh, we've been in touch with him about having him on as a guest and hopefully can arrange that soon. Sorry, Nick, we've been slow to arrange that. Yep. But uh, Nick is a Tottenham fan. That's right, yes. And so we're going to have to learn to be a little bit more respectful. Yeah, I guess um, so. We're told by a very credible source that Nick's a super funny comedian, a good guy. Yeah. So, yeah, we hope to have Nick on soon. Yeah, we'll get some... That'll give us some good banter then. Yeah, we've had a United fan already on it. And actually, I want to have Graham back on. Graham, if you're listening, uh, hit me up. Um, we yeah, should we have should you on, bef- on. We should have you on before the FA Cup final. Oh, absolutely. Um, which we'll come on to in a little bit. Should we jump to that Tottenham result? Yeah, let's talk Tottenham since Tottenham we're... Tottenham Newcastle? We're on that tip. Yeah, so we saw one of the most stunning, stunning opening 20 minutes of a game we've seen in a long time. Yeah, absolutely baffling stuff. Considering the two teams, I mean, Newcastle are obviously in good form, but, you know, you expect Tottenham to show up (laughs) for a game like this against, like, a bigger club. They did not show up. No, that was one of the most confusing performances I've ever seen. I think it was highlighted perfectly by Isak's uh, celebration for the fifth goal. I think it was the fifth goal. He was just, like, confusingly looking around, like, what's happening here? I just described the game as stunning, and that became the theme of the goal celebrations. The players were just acting more and more stunned by what was happening. Yeah. Um, to formally say it, we had five goals in the opening 20 minutes. Six, no, yeah, five, five goals. In the five goals in minutes. the opening 20 minutes. It was insane. Um, the minutes were of the goals, Jacob Murphy in the second minute, Joe Linton in the sixth, Murphy again in the ninth, and then Isak in the 19th and 21st. Yeah. These were rapid fire goals. It was like and a all machine gun and very minute. beautiful goals Some too. Stunning goals. Beautiful football, like in different types of goals right. as well. Um Joe Willick played an unbelievable ball with the outside of his foot. Was that that was the Isak first Isak goal, I yeah, think. Yeah. Yeah. That was an unreal outside ball. curler. Just just peeled around the defenders right onto his foot. Beautiful yeah. stuff. Such a good take, calmly finished. Mm-hmm. Joe Linton, the same thing, a similar thing. Yeah, I said at the time, the back. Joe Linton took a ball down and showed composure that no one would have imagined him showing two years ago. No, he seemed like a mess of a footballer when he first landed at Newcastle. Confidence is at a completely different level. Jacob Murphy just hit screamers, having a grand old time. Yeah, laughing laughing his head off his, about it. He scored that screamer, and his just his face looking absolutely stunned. He looked like he just won a car on a game show. Yeah, it's funny. I feel like this might be a little bit rude but his face reminded me of an ostrich. You know when an ostrich kind of goes, ah, opens his mouth really wide yeah. like that? That's yeah. what his mouth looked like. It I reminded me kind of an ostrich face. Absolutely see that, yeah. Like screaming ostrich face. He was so stunned by his own goals. Yeah. Um, that was really fun to watch. You know, not to be hypocritical, talking about the city sports watching project. You know, I'm not happy about the Newcastle project either. Yes, exactly. But, um, you know, 
But on the day that watching was, that result, just as a football match, was, that was like twenty minutes of like anime football. It was wild, insane, stuff. and it was just like Tottenham had no answer. And with every right. goal that went in, it just seemed more likely that they weren't going to be able to stop them. Right. And sure enough, after this game, interim manager Christian Stellini um, has been sacked. I always thought it was super weird that he stayed behind after the Conte regime was pushed out. <laughs> yeah, clearly a kind of panic decision at the time. Um, it's weird because they've done Ryan Mason before. And yeah, so even with Stellini there, they had Mason in like a coaching role. Exactly. So why? And now Mason is officially in the interim role. So why didn't why they just do it to begin it with? Just Mason the whole time? What was Stellini bringing? It's weird that he stayed. But Daniel Levy now, we'll see what he does next. I mean, they were still going to always be looking for a manager anyway, so it yeah. doesn't really change too much. Right. If we're still poking fun at Spurs, we know that the fan favorite and the romantic favorite was Mauricio Pochettino, <laughs> and now he's being locked in as um, the favorite, odds-on favorite to be Chelsea's manager. The reports today were very advanced talks with Chelsea. That will definitely break some Tottenham hearts. I have seen gossip that... Vice versa is happening down at Tottenham. Nagelsmann is honing in on Tottenham, which would be a funny flip from what was expected for a minute there. But I think I did read that gossip in a Tottenham fan forum, so I don't know yeah. about <laughs> yeah, the level of credibility kind of there. <laughs> yeah, I let myself slip to gossip pretty often. Yeah, I mean, gossip's <laughs> fun. We're here for the gossip. This episode of Soccer Situations is brought to you by Littlefoot Coffee. I mean, what can I say about Littlefoot Coffee? Um, they're not just friends of the pod. They're family of the pod, quite literally. Um, Alex started Littlefoot years ago after more than a decade of roasting experience, um, roasting coffee for some of the hottest, most fashionable, and uh, most importantly, tasty specialty coffee roasters in America. My favorite thing about it is that it's just really high-grade coffee without a drop of pretense. You're not going to find a bunch of weird, savory notes that the roaster is passing off as intentional. It's just really sweet, comforting flavors that everybody wants in their coffee. And now, for a limited time only, you can get 15% off at littlefootcoffee.com. Promo code situations. Once again, you can get 15% off at littlefootcoffee.com using the promo code situations. Hey, Leopold here, you want some catnip? Oh, that might be a bad idea. He, he's pretty chill. Twigs yeah. might come out here though and cause a problem. <laughs> Anyway, Tottenham are slipping out of the Champions League places. Um, they've got a... Mm, I don't actually know what their future schedule looks like on offhand. Tottenham schedule? Yeah. But um, I wanted to go down to the relegation fight. Some interesting things happened there. Palace got a draw with Everton. So a, a point seems big for Everton, Unfortunately, some teams around them picked up three points this weekend and pushed them into the relegation zone. Yeah, yeah. Um, a point with 10 men at, at Palace is actually a pretty good result. You would think so, yeah. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, things did not go their way. We have Leicester won at Wolves, I think, which we were we were both kind of surprised by that. We were thinking Leicester would probably lose that. And Wolves were up early in that game yeah. and for a long time. Yeah, pretty late I think. Uh, Leicester comeback. But anyway, yeah, so Leicester moved above Everton on goal difference. And, um, yeah, we're kind of looking at a five-man race for relegation now from Leeds, Leicester, Everton, Forest, and Southampton. Um, 
Forest put up a really good fight against Liverpool this weekend. Yeah, pretty heartbreaking for them that they yeah. they ended up losing that. But they were, they were trading punches for a minute in the in the middle of that game, and it ended with a Mohamed Salah goal that that kind of decided things. But Forest looked like they had a lot of fight left in them. They did. They Both did. Two liver, former Liverpool lads, Taiwu Ayoanini. I I'm always yeah, that was a tough name. one. But um, him and uh, Nico Williams uh, both looked good. Both definitely up for it against their old club. Put in huge performances. Taiwo looked amazing. Um, scored a nice goal. I think he had an assist as well. Um, I could be making that up, but uh, Nico Williams definitely did and uh, cleared one off the line. Uh, put in a really great performance. Good for those kids. Yeah, yeah, and it was a highly entertaining game. Yeah. We, you were you even called it. You said you're like, let's get an end to end shootout here. Let's get some fun stuff going, and it kind of <laughs> turned into that. Yeah, I've been watching Liverpool really casually from this point on. I think it's gonna take a miracle for us to get Champions League. I'm kind of washing my hands of this season at this point. Yeah, so I'm watching games pretty stress free at the moment. It's a nice place to be. I've been there for for the last few seasons. With yeah, Arsenal as well. right. It's not the worst thing in the world to watch football casually and comfortably. No. It's yeah, it's rare and it is nice. Uh, I want to talk Everton a little bit because I've been joking for a long time about them getting relegated, and I kind of never really believed it was going to happen. I don't think, especially once Dice came in, yeah, and I think he won his first two games back. He's been putting points on the board consistently. Again, we just said away to Palace, a point is actually a good deal. Yeah, but let's look ahead to Everton's remaining fixtures, and it's not pretty. Um, this week they go away to Newcastle. Oh no, they host Newcastle. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, still, still terrifying. Tough. Still tough. And this for me is the biggest game. Um, they go away to Leicester. They have to beat Leicester. There has to be three points for them there. Otherwise, it's, yep, they're level on points right now. That's their direct relegation rival. Um, and on either side of that, like I said, they play Newcastle before Leicester, and after that they've got Brighton and they've got City. There's yeah. not going to be points on the board there. No, they're going to get hurt. Pretty and, bad. And there. then they close out the season with Wolves and Bournemouth, who um Bournemouth will probably still have something to fight for. Uh, it's not an easy, easy schedule. Yeah, Bournemouth seemingly climbing their way out, um, but also had a hard result at the weekend. So yeah. um they're still not completely out of that relegation zone. I said last week that these teams all need two wins to get out. I think at Everton you would say their two wins come from Leicester. And Bournemouth on the final day. Yep. They so might be a final day drama you for Everton. Everton survive on the final day? It's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to get they, Casey on the pod to talk Everton. I asked her once, and she said she hadn't been watching games that closely. Uh, it's like, come on. we got If they're going to really look like relegation candidates on the final day, we got to get her out to talk about it. Yeah, we I don't know any – or That's, recommend another Everton fan, Casey. Come on. Yeah, we need some, dra- some drama. Right? I, think, I don't think I know any Everton fans. I just want different perspectives. Casey's literally – um. Well, there's Maggie at Cleo's, but she's a pretty casual Everton fan, I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if she'd have um, – A whole lot to say on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's going to be, yeah, the final day is shaping up to be a big, big day this season. Excited for that. It's going to be a holiday. Let's take a little glance around Europe. Specifically, I want to look at Italy because Napoli had an amazing win away at Juventus to put their title right on the brink. They went to Juve. Juve had two goals disallowed and Napoli scored a winner in the 93rd minute. Ooh. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, can you imagine the atmosphere in that stadium? You've, oh, they have to be so mad. Was that where was who was at home? Uh Juventus was at home. This oh. was in Turin. Oh. Yeah. 
fury uh, in that stadium. Speaking of, I saw incredible video. One of the Napoli players was filming from inside the bus. This amazing like parade of uh, Neapolitan uh, motorcyclists, like uh, escorting the bus back to Napoli, dude. It's just That's like so a awesome. crazy like oceans of like insane Italians on motorcycles following the team bus home. That's so cool. It's super cool. It's very dramatic. Italians like are, everything Italian. I was gonna say Italians are so dramatic, right? That's insane. The guy scored the winner. His name is Giacomo Raspadori. It's like, <laughs> and you know, it got like an awesome <laughs> scream when he scored it. Oh yeah, yeah, Pretty yeah. Cool Every stuff. once in a while, I love. I really love the Italian league. I'm loving this Napoli title charge. I gotta say, yeah, yeah. I think like any league, I get bored with them when there's uh, a dominant force like Juventus has been for some time. Now with a resurgent uh, Milan and Napoli, I'm back interested in the Serie A, kind of. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, I mean, any league, I guess, like that is fun when you have a little bit of some kind of challenge happening. Right. Um, yeah. And that should be a race. Like, th- there's big teams. Both yeah. Milan teams, Roma, Napoli now. Totally. And Juventus. That should be a good fight every year for Great the title. Great clubs all. A much, much better kit culture than England, in my Seriously. opinion, too. God, kit culture in Italy is so good. But, um, yeah, I also, you know, to get back on my high horse, like I do, I love to, the more and more, the more the Premier League just becomes about this, like, massive financial product, the more it kind of grosses me out and the more I'm kind of casting glances at other leagues, you know? Yeah, that's fair. Just when I want to watch a casual game just just for the love of the game. Yeah. Yeah, more and more I'm looking outside of the Premier League for that because – the money, the kind of has and have nots in the Premier League is getting pretty gross. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, we'll see if it, it's stemmed at any point or if it could just continues on this trend. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I've been enjoying ESPN has coverage of so many different leagues now. Right. Like, random games are always on. So I've been enjoying throwing on La Liga games here and there. Right. Um, We've watched some championship cha- EFL games. championship. We've watched USL, that's second-tier U.S. Yeah, soccer. Yeah, some Detroit City FC yeah. games we've watched. Yep. Come across, yeah, this, you know, here and there, Bundesliga games. Yeah, it's fun. Although for all the hype Bundesliga gets for football hipsters, every time I watch a Bundesliga game, it's it so boring. It seems boring as hell, right? <laughs> yeah. It's but, weird. Football hipsters always act like it's the coolest, most exciting, fun league, and every time I watch it, I'm disappointed. Yeah, it, every time there's a big match on, I'm like, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. I put it on, and like 30 minutes in, I'm like, I don't want to watch this anymore. <laughs> this Isn't is kind of boring. <laughs> it's, it's pretty strange. Yeah, it is. It I, is, because you think with all the teams and the talent, Yeah. and just the crazy german characters and yeah. the crowds it would be fun to watch i think over the years i've made multiple conscious efforts to take a deep dive into the bundesliga most recently with you know just kind of a douchey uh it's interest in uh union berlin oh yeah but yeah. um yeah you know i'm I'm trying to just hen trap or trend hop but i can't really really get involved in the game it seems like yeah right it's just it's not catching you right but, anyway, I got one true love, and it's Liverpool. Yeah, Come yeah. On. It's hard to not. You know how it goes. Yeah, it's hard not to. Once you've been the ingrained this long, it's impossible, right, to switch away. It, many times, even in the darkest times, you think you're like, ah, man, this just, sucks. Just like, gonna watch something. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna become an MLS guy. Yeah, MLS guy, or like, I'll start supporting some random team in the championship, or like something that like. Just to like, ah, give me anything else to watch or care about. And then, but you see your team's result and the, you immediately you feel the emotion about whatever happened. Right. You're just like, ah, nope, still there. 
I'm still way, I feel it way too much, anything that happens with, with Arsenal. Let's take a quick <laughs> glance at the games ahead because we have really exciting midweek games. Yeah, I actually, it's funny. I've been so mentally lasered in on this City Arsenal game mm-hmm. that I didn't really even look at all the matches happening this week, and there's a ton of big matches yeah, happening. Yeah, so let's move through them pretty quickly. Tomorrow, or, yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow. Um, we have Aston Villa hosting Fulham, which is a, a, a big fight for European places. Yep. Huge game. Um, any predictions there? I think Unai is going to have a master plan. I think he's, I think Unai is going to win it. He Villa strikes me as a smarter good. guy than Marco Silva. Yeah, I kind of favor him in that battle too, that yeah. chess battle. Right. Um, both teams are good. Fulham haven't been as in as good a form as Aston Villa, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Emery seems to have that team clicking. So absolutely, I, I expect a. I wouldn't say a blowout or anything, but like a comf- like a two one three one victory. Villa have just been so quietly but so consistently climbing that table. I think they're better than. Uh, Fulham might think. Yeah, <laughs> you know? honestly, yeah. They've, um, they've, they've quietly just done their business. Right. They've been dominant. And then Leeds-Leicester's a little bit trickier to call. This is obviously a, a huge, huge, one of the biggest relegation fights left in the, in the season. Leeds hosting, both teams leaking goals like crazy. Leeds have been... Leeds have been a mess. They've been smashed a couple times recently. Yeah, this could easily be a shootout. Leicester coming off a massive, massive win. Um, yeah, Leicester coming off a big win. And I, and we did say that we thought maybe Dean Smith was the man for the job. That's true. Um, can he congeal that Leicester talent? Just I guess to get him through the last month. Yeah. This is going to be a big, a, a kind of a test to see if he has actually got them playing again, mm-hmm. or if they're just been fluking out a couple of results. Right. Um, cause this is a big one for them. Right. Um, I could, yeah, I could see them showing up and winning that just cause Leeds have looked such a mess at the back. For sure. Um, anyway, those are the Tuesday he- headlines games. for Tuesday. Wednesday starts with Forrest hosting Brighton. I expect Brighton to kind of sweep Forrest aside. I don't think those are the points that are Forrest are going to take Count to get out or, of the relegation yeah. zone. Yeah, Chelsea Brentford's really interesting. Brentford have kind of lost steam a little bit. Yeah, they're slowly slipping down the table. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, they're comfortably safe and have been all for a long time now. But yeah, it's not a matter of safety for them. But do they've they lost their push? charge for Europe. I kind of exactly. Yeah, do they want a late push for Europe? Um, talent wise, yeah, that's a tough one to call right now. Yeah, yeah, Chelsea again, another team in kind of shambles. Um, yep. So yeah, that'll be a fun one to watch, though. Same for West Ham, Liverpool. Don't really know which way it's going to go. Both um, teams kind of trending in the right direction a little bit. West yeah. Ham have put some big results together. Liverpool have looked. West Ham are through to a Europa League semifinal, and it seems like it's given them a massive morale boost. They've been playing so much better in the league. Yeah, they. I mean, four 0 right the weekend. Yeah, we just, over Bournemouth. Yeah, huge win. Bournemouth isn't that much of a pushover, even though they're down in the mix. No, you would think that they were, but you look at their their recent results. They've been good lately. Yeah. So. And that brings us to the big, big, big one on Wednesday. Manchester City hosting Arsenal. Yeah. I mean, this is, everyone will say this is the title decider, kind of. Yeah, I'm going to put away the Xbox controllers and all the sharp knives in the house before this (laughs) kicks off. Yeah, I mean, this this is kind of, kind of, you would, I mean, it's not it. This is not the end because there's games left, but this is kind of it. Like, this is... If Arsenal don't win this game, they won't have the confidence to win 
the games necessary to finish after this. More to the point, I think City will will just just view, run view away with it over in a good way, yeah. in a way that they're comfortable. You know how they just turn on the steam and just steamroll the rest of the way through. Exactly. Yeah. yeah once yeah. they once they're in a good place, once they're in out in front, they just hit the fucking boot. Yeah, they, they hit the nitro and they go. Yeah, it's you know? true. It's true. It's like those. It's like racing. It's so weird when you're watching racing and you see like tight racing happening, but then that one person who's actually way better than everybody breaks through finally. Yeah. And then within three laps, they're like a lap and a half ahead of everyone. And you're like, oh, shit. Okay. They were just being held back by traffic. (laughs) Yeah. And And like like we mentioned, Arsenal are going to have to go for it. No Saliba. He's he's basically been ruled out. Um, Whispers that he's basically going to be shut down for the rest of the season because it's just not worth risking whatever's happening with his back. Right. Um, Very unfortunate. A lot of Arsenal fans panicking about what to do, what to do at the back. Is there a solution outside of Rob Holding at right back or or at right center back? So it'll be interesting. I hope that uh, Arteta lets Pep do the uh, crazy tinkering and doesn't overthink it. I hope he's learned lessons from being under Pep. And let Pep try and trick him with some crazy tactics instead of him sure. trying to change our team too much to right. to trick Pep. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, it'll be it's going to be probably the most stressful game I've watched in a very 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 long time since FA Cup, the first FA Cup final we won. I think is the plan just to watch it at home. Um, I don't know if we. Are you thinking about going out? Ah, I'm too broke. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm also I'm also <laughs> pretty broke as well. So, um. Also, it's probably for the best. I don't know if I want to be able to have to hold my emotions and frustrations in in a public setting. Y'all, we're going to... Yeah, that's that's true, actually. I, I hate having to act like I'm not that mad about it when I'm in public. Yeah, remember when I used to not even try and hide it at all? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. We've all had those moments. I used to just be a fully outward psycho about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we're also drinking at like 6 a.m., 7 a.m. sometimes That's in those true. days. So, And uh, the early days at, at Ginger's Ale House in Chicago, they fully encouraged that. I mean, yeah, they I love mean, it. They didn't encourage it. It's not like it was uh, a frat house or anything. Yeah. But it was an OG expat smoky bar scene. Yeah. And there was a bunch of drunk morning Brits in there screaming at the TV. Definitely. It wasn't out of out of order, as they say, to um, do some screaming at the TV. Yeah. I'm sure that's going to happen quite a bit on Wednesday. Yeah. It happened over the weekend against Southampton. So <laughs> it's definitely going to happen against City. Right. Well, anyway, after that super epic clash... Thursday comes out with some heavy hitters as well. Everton like fighting for down. survival, um, hosting Newcastle, who, as we recently saw, are prone to taking some teams apart at the moment. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be worrisome times for Everton. Everton um, were not enjoying watching that Tottenham game as much as we were enjoying it. No, no. <laughs> they were probably staring in fear at that screen. Right. Um, at the same time, Southampton kicks off against Bournemouth. Huge relegation Huge fight. Huge relegation fight. We say that all the time because this year it's true all the time. Uh, Southampton still, even though the, a lot of people have been dismissing them as the ones to go down since you know months ago, yeah, they still look like they have fighting them. They look I, like a decent side still, right? It's shocking, but when you like the eye test, you're like, they look decent. They pass the eye test every. They time. don't look like they should go down. Strange but stuff. They've been. They found themselves in there, and it's yeah, they're a long way out. That's for sure. I definitely don't know any Southampton fans, but man, I would love some insight to that club and squad. 
Yeah, right? Because yeah. on paper, it seems like a pretty decent squad they've assembled there. Right. Um, um, anyway, late game that, that day. It kicks off a half an hour after the other, strangely. Tottenham weird hosting timing. Uh, Manchester United. Huge game again for that last Champions League spot. Yeah, Tottenham manager lists are now Mason, Ryan Mason, yeah. uh, managed Tottenham, have a big job to do. Right, fifth hosting fourth. Both of them kind of glancing over their shoulder at some teams chasing them now at this point. Yep. Um, yeah, know. neither team. I mean, United have had some pretty horrible injuries yeah. in the back line, so that's been tough. Yeah, United have been pretty decimated. They do have Casemiro back in action, um, but they're minus, you know, Varane. And um, <laughs> I was just like, I was like, oh, no. The other center back that they think is real good. Uh, uh, Martinez. Oh, Lissandro Martinez. Lissandro Martinez, who is actually pretty good. Yeah, he's got a broken foot, though. Yep. Um, anyway, what do you think? Manchester United have one eye on the FA Cup final and let Tottenham get away with one here? Possibly at Tottenham. Um does Tottenham get a big manager boost, even though it's only interim Ryan Mason? He is one of the boys. He's one of the boys, and um, based on how things went with Conte, this is part of the reason we were saying it was so weird that his second-in-command stayed behind. Yeah. Is maybe this they'll finally get their manager bounce when he <laughs> they finally got rid of that last piece of the puzzle that yeah. was driving everyone insane. They never got the manager bounce before. Leopold, come on, bro. Leopold is... Um, how are you the one causing chaos today, Leo? Yeah, what is this wrong? This is not like you. Here, you want this? This is what okay. you want? As long as it's still recording, we're good. Yeah, we're good. Didn't shut it off. Garage Band is doing something weird right now. Oh, no, Leopold, Leo. I swear. Leo added some sound effects to the podcast. <laughs> Test, 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 test. Okay, yeah, looks like we're good to go again. Leopold, you stop jumping on my computer keyboard. Oh, my God. Yeah, Leopold, the nicest of the cats, causing the most chaos today. <laughs> now eating out of a bowl of catnip. Leopold, who has never shown any interest in human food or treats at all through his entire life. He's a 14-year-old cat. He's an old boy. And just this past week or so, he's discovered treats. Obsessively discovered treats. Mind. He's like becoming a different personality in his yeah. old age. Yeah, it's very funny to watch. Yeah. As yeah, as it stands, he's sitting here literally just eating a bucket of catnip. There's a this bowl is a of catnip terrible right idea. Here. He's All just right. munching on. We're That's, trying to keep him distracted for the brief amount of time right. for us to finish the pot. That's pet corner. Um, where were we now? We were talking about Tottenham. We're talking again. about Tottenham's possible manager bounce. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, with the firing of Spillini. Um, Stellini. 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 Come on, uh, they've got a tough game. They're at home, but United is. You know, it's not it's, like they've been great at home. It's still Ten Hogs United that is still looking like they got a pretty solid foundation, even if those defenders are missing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be fair to them, uh, and we'll get on to the FA cup, I'm sure here. Yeah. Um, but they, they kind of went toe to toe with Brighton in the FA cup. They um, absolutely did. It surprised um, both of us. Yeah. Very surprising considering we've, the form Brighton are in and how much we respect them. Yeah. We've been Brighton fanboys all year. Um, and I did fully expect them to smoke United in that semifinal. Yeah, just with it. the defensive, you know, team, the def- defensive players missing, I expected Brighton to take advantage of that. Right, but they did not. It went to penalties, and United won it. Yeah, beautiful. I mean, honestly, high quality penalty shootout. I did not see it. Uh, the penalties were all very good penalties, except for the one that missed, um, blazed over, unfortunately, by Sully March. Uh, yeah, unfortunate for for Brighton, but um, 
Lindelof actually stepped up, speaking of uh, the center back fill-in, and tucked a beautiful corner, or beautiful penalty right into the top corner. Nice. Calm as you like to win it. Yeah, it was, it was quite the shootout. Can you no, hear him doing I, that? I would just say no. I would just say take it away. Is he still week. munching? I think he's going to start puking it up. Yeah, he's eating oh. so much. Buddy, what are you doing? <laughs> you have no self-control anymore, Leo. You've lost yourself. Beautiful has lost his goddamn mind. You've lost yourself. Just like the Roy boys on succession. <laughs> um, no, they're, they're stepping up, dude. Anyway, let's talk FA Cup final. So the FA got what it always dreams of, Manchester yeah, Manchester Derby. Derby in the final. I mean, right? No, um, I think pretty deserved uh, based on both those games. Man City cast aside Sheffield United in the semi. Yeah, to which, be expected fairly easily. Yeah, we just talked about United really did put up a good fight. Um, Very des- even match against Brighton. Yeah, you can't argue they didn't deserve that to get past Brighton there. Tough luck for Brighton. I would have loved to see them win the FA Cup this year. Um, and get a European place. That would have been a historic season for Brighton. Yeah, yeah, but, it would have been nice to see. You know, still a great season for them. Yeah, great season and great performance in that game. So yeah. we have a pretty awesome, dramatic FA Cup final is the end result. We can't really complain too much about that. Yeah, no, it'll be a good match to watch. Um, hopefully not like I jinxed that match, the United-Brighton match, saying it was going to be a goal fest and it was a nil-nil. Yeah. Penalty shootout. Yeah. Um, let's hope we get uh, a not so cagey affair in the city city United game. Yeah, I, I guess I can't look past Erling Holland and uh, makeshift defense. Yeah, yeah. That's if they don't have any of those players back, which they're not. They're right? they're all long term injuries. I think so. Yeah. Um, At least Martinez is. I'm not sure on Veron. Veron might be back by then, but yeah. Either way, it's gonna be. I mean, anyone against that, even a fit defense against that city attack, is is going to be brutal. So, right, I'm sure it'll be, it'll be a a spectacle for sure. Yeah, the English will play it up massively. It's going to be hyped. I want to just mention a couple things coming up. Um, we are in touch with a local, a local uh, league organizer called the Soccer Rebellion, based out of Grand Rapids here that has a, a street league launching on uh, Cinco de Mayo and down in a little uh, city-built group of uh, um, futsal, futsal and street football courts. Yeah, pretty uh, awesome little project. Yeah, built by Downtown Grand Rapids, Inc. Yeah. Um, which friend of the pod, Marion, may have been involved in. Yeah, I know she was definitely there for the unveiling and actually, yeah, just a, just a shout out to them as an organization. They do super cool stuff with the tax dollars. They've opened like skate parks and now futsal and soccer courts. Like, yeah, it's cool just to have an organization that is doing nothing but putting investment into developing downtown culture, culture and community downtown. Yeah, yeah that's it, great. it's important for a city. And I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, this is the only organization like it in the state. That's cool. And all of our cities, which Michigan's not a massive, you know, there's not a lot of ton of big cities here, but it's pretty, it says a lot about Grand Rapids that they do have the, something in place like that. That's, you know, right. Not common everywhere in America. But yeah, on Cinco de Mayo, uh, down at Las Conchas, the street league is starting. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. All the teams are sponsored by different cannabis companies and dispensaries. And all have awesome kits. They all have awesome um, kits uh, designed by local artists, too, I think. 
Um, I, I think so. I would bet so. In collaboration with the dispensaries. Yeah. yeah. Some really, really awesome kits. Um, Undrafted, which has, I think, some of the coolest branding in cannabis, a lot of Ben Wallace imagery. Yep. They have an awesome kit that's really tacky, but it has an awesome overlay of like that Bob classic Marley. Bob Marley playing soccer overlay. Yeah, with the Undrafted logo and like just blocky red, blue, and white sort of crystal palace blo- uh, color blocking. Yeah, really cool kit. A it, lot of those kits I was very into. It looks super bootleg in, in a really good way. But yeah, in the best way possible. Yeah. Anyway, I'm really looking forward to um, meeting the the people from the Soccer Rebellion and digging into that league a little bit. Yeah, watching like a bit of be futsal a lot of and watch a little soccer. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I saw clips from last season and some good play. I bet. I, I mean, definitely there's a, will the, not be diving in myself. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'll stay far away from that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I imagine there's a good community down there playing. Anyway, that's about it for me. How about you? Yeah, just stress until Wednesday at this point for me. Yes. I'm just just literally, it's like when Christmas is around the corner as a little kid, you're just like, but like kind of the worst Christmas ever coming up, but, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> potentially the best Christmas ever at the same time, so you got to hold out hope. I'll still remember my my favorite memory, I think. Actually, this was this the last time we beat City at? Or were we at home? But the year we choked against when, when Leicester won the title. And in January, I think we beat City when it felt like we were never going to be able to beat City. We finally did it. And it felt unbelievable. And then we went on to not get the results needed after that to win the league. But <laughs> but I know I still remember that feeling of beating City when it seemed impossible. Yeah. So I hold out hope for that feeling again. That's amazing, dude. Um, and I think that's a pretty positive note to go out on. So let's just call it there. What let's you say. do it. Yeah. I think that's a good pod. Right. Um, thanks everybody again for listening. That was episode 21. We hope to be expanding coverage as we said, you know, and get some guests in here. Don't be shy. If you know us and want to talk, reach out, come on the pod. We'll have some fun. And, uh, yeah, like, thanks. review, subscribe, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Bye. Do you know what that audio is from? The soccer situations one? The um, the crowd audio. It's from... Uh, oh, no. It was from the Euro semifinal Italy-Croatia, I think. What was the, the semifinal that sent Italy to the Euro final against England? I think that was Croatia, yeah. Yeah, anyway. yeah I just randomly recorded some crowd audio from that game. Nice. Yeah. Fun fact. <laughs>